You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Los Angeles, California, and Maria Menounos, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Voice Of. The Voice Of is a long-form interview series featuring the voice talent behind your favorite characters and announcers from TV, movies, the internet, and video games. And now, from the world's number one TV after-show platform, this is AfterBuzz TV's The Voice Of. Hey there, AfterBuzz fans. I'm your host, Megan Salinas, and joining me here on The Voice of today is voice actress extraordinaire, Stephanie Shea. Thank you. Hello. (laughs) It's such an honor having you here in the studio today. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little tired, but I'm good. That's good. (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like back-to-back-back stuff all day long. Oh, yeah, but... It's fun. It's fun. I actually get more hyper when I'm tired because I'm like compensating. <laughs> so I'm like, wee! Get a little loopy. That's okay. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I've been going since like 8 in the morning. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's going to be fun. So if we get a little crazy here on the on the podcast today, we apologize. Or I apologize. I can't make any promises. I will blame her. So. <laughs> that sounds good. It's all good. I fully take responsibility for that. But oh my gosh, you have such a huge laundry list. I, I think your resume on IMDb is about 26 pages. What? No. Oh, really? I have proof. I then have you have here. the font set way too large then. I <laughs> like, have a printout of your it's, IMDb it's the page. the internet, so it's, it really has to, that's, you get like. I don't know. This looks, this is uh, 26 pages of amazing though. things. <laughs> I mean, it's because like each episode, they list each episode. So like how many episodes of Naruto and Blue Tap have been? <laughs> so it's just like, just that alone is like pages. But you've done tons and tons of stuff. Um, like, uh, I, I'm a working girl. <laughs> I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You've you've been on a huge number of shows, some pretty big property shows too. Um, Naruto, Eureka Seven, K on FLCO, Sword Art Online, Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, Legend of Korra, Bioshock. I, I'm just to name a few. There are tons and tons of stuff. I feel like if we if we go, went ahead and just listed everything you did, we'd, we'd be here be for the done entire hour. With the show. We'd be <laughs> <Pretty> like, bye. <laughs> So um, I know that you've taken – you kind of had a very um, kind of out of the – kind of an Not unconventional yeah. route into into the acting world. But before you yes. kind of got into it, did you have any aspirations to be an actor before oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I don't uh, – yeah, I'd always wanted to be an actor. Um, I didn't think I was – talented enough or pretty enough or skinny enough nonsense or like tall enough <laughs> um and um and I was an anime fan um but I was not a fan of the dubs <laughs> so and I didn't have I I had pretty low self esteem but I but I so I'd watch these dubs of anime and I thought well I I can I, I don't know if I can be better than that but I can be at least that good, I think. If you want something done right, so, you have to do it yourself, though. Well, and I wasn't, I my goals were not even that high. It wasn't <laughs> like I was like, I'm going to make this right. I just like, I think it could be at least that good. And There's so a low bar. It was, it was a low <laughs> bar. But, but 
oh, when I just wanted, I just want, I don't want to like dog on the people who have worked in this this no, industry no, beforehand because not. I actually have, um, because I, I have done a lot of producing and, and other things in the industry and I've come to learn there is a reason why dubs were the way they were. They were done in a different way. Like, um, I'm friends with Mark Handler, who worked on, like, Voltron and things, like, way back. That's and, cool. Yeah, he, <laughs> and he's very cool, and he's super talented. But he would tell me stories about, you know, when they were recording, it wasn't digital. So as a director, you would have to decide, well, is that – do I think that's the best take that it's going to be? Or is the next take going to be better? Because if the next take is worse – then we just lost the take, the previous take that was better. Oh, God. Yeah. And they didn't have, like, now we have beeps and we, if, if something, let's say we have a really great take, but it doesn't really fit the mouth or whatever, we can kind of shift it around a little bit and With maybe. editing. Of, yeah. yeah. A, there's a, you can maybe stretch a little bit, shorten a little bit. Not a crazy amount, but a little bit. You have some leeway of, like, moving it and editing it. Back then, no. And they, we have like a beep system. There's like three beeps, and then on the fourth imaginary beep is when you speak. And they had a stopwatch. Wow, I yeah. I knew that I knew that the beep system was something that you know had been in the industry for for a little bit now. But I had no idea that back in the day that yeah, back in was, the day it was a completely different process. So but, I feel like. Come on, man. Like, no. they did a decent job now for what they had. Bad. I know. Now you feel bad for dogging on them. Uh, I I do. I feel bad. Anytime I go back and watch those old shows now, I'm going to have to sit down and tell myself, like, they had yeah. a lot less to work with. And also, too, I think back then in the industry, like, there wasn't as much communication between the Japan side and the American side. So you'd get a show, and if you didn't understand it, you know, you, there's nobody to ask about the translation or to keep you on point. You'd kind of be like, well, I think it means this, or you kind of just make it up, you know. So and now nowadays it's very different. They're very aware that oh, yeah. their stuff is being made for a Western audience as yeah. well, and so they take that into account when they distribute it. And yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, let's go ahead and talk about um, your career a little bit. Oh having been on, having been on both sides, because you've been mm-hmm. on the production side and yep. the directing side and the writing side. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit more technical side. Do you think um, having that experience has helped you kind of hone your craft as an actor? Oh, definitely. Um, I always, I feel like, like if we were making a movie, I think the best training for everybody in whatever job is to have to do everybody else's job as well. And since I started out, I started out in the anime industry as a producer. Really, because once again, I had really bad, low self-esteem. And, oh. and, and I had no experience. I had, I mean, I did theater and sketch comedy and, you know, Shakespeare group stuff in college, but I didn't have any, like, I, I was going to walk in there and be like, hey, hire me or give me an audition. People would be like, who are you? <laughs> Why? You have no credits. You have no, I, and I didn't even have theater training, you know? So I thought, well, if I get a job on the production end and I had an opportunity that came my way, then I could get my foot, I could force my foot <laughs> in that door to be like, let me audition for projects that I'm working on. And that's actually how I got my foot in the door. And also just watching other voice actors work. I learned a lot. But, you know, when you come in as an actor, you don't always know what the director's responsibility is or what the producer's responsibility is or, like, all the things that they have to put up with, you know? But if you know that because you've done that, you can do things as an actor to make 
their job easier. You make alterations to your performance. You're yeah. like, I know this is what they're doing, so I can right. do this or to you're make think, their yeah, job Yeah, or you're thinking easier. if you know what's going on like audio-wise, it's like, oh – I get it. Like, oh, like, are the M&E's really – when I say M&E's music and effects, is, are they really hot in this area? Am I going to have to, like, be heard above that? Or is it, you know, like other things if you know – if you know anything about editing audio and, like, you know, like smacky – like all the <laughs> clicky things, like you'll be more aware of that. The, all, all sorts of little things that – so definitely, like definitely I think that it was really good training. And also just watching other actors work was such a good training. The, the super mega pros – and the people who are not experienced. Like, both sides. So watching them work with, like, best education ever. That's awesome. Is there anybody you haven't gotten a chance to work with that, that you really want to work with? In the voice? Like, in, like, for anime specifically? I know for, I know for anime, so it's basically much. just you and the director. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know, sometimes the first time you meet your cast members is at a panel at a convention. Right. Um, but in, I know you've other you've also done some Western animation stuff as well, and you've also... And be, I've done not... I mean, I feel like I'm just getting my feet wet in that aspect. So in terms of that list, it's, like, everybody, <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, it's, like... Yeah, so it is like everybody in terms of that list. You get one. You get one. I don't. One I, pick. I don't have one pick. <laughs> so it's like play, playing favorites. I know. There, especially because we've got so many really good voice actors in the industry and and now. voice directors. You know, there's so many. Like when I was working on Quora, I'd go into these sessions and I'd just be like, you know, and Julie's character, especially in the beginning, she didn't have a lot to say. But it's a group record, so I'd be standing in there, and it, and I was not bored. It wasn't like I was going like BS, 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 my line, BS, BS. You know, I was like reading down the script, everybody, everybody like super riveted, you know, and like hearing the, so many of the cast members and too are really funny. And, exactly. There's so there. Uh, yeah. Speaking of really funny characters, you play the straight man to Varric in Legends oh, yeah. of Korra. Yeah. What's it like playing the straight man to somebody who's just so off the wall and really, really funny? It's. It's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Half the time, like, half the time I'm just, like, trying not to laugh and ruin the take, you know? <laughs> um, but it's interesting. I, I think also, too, like, with Julie in the beginning, like, I didn't know how dry to make her. <laughs> because Varric's not, like, you're like, are you kidding me? Come on. Like, and, and so they had to pull me back a little bit because my initial reaction was to go, like, super snarky, you know? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. Like, you know, like... Yeah, she genuinely wants to appease him. Yes, so. she does, but she's on his side. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like, <laughs> F you, you're a crappy boss. It's not like that, you know? So. Which she puts up with a lot. I'm yeah. really I'm really surprised she's as devoted to him as she is. She's a good assistant. <laughs> she's a very good assistant. The best way I heard it described was that she was basically Pepper Potts to Tony Stark. Um, I could in, see that. In the Iron yeah. Man movies. Like, she, you know, she sees the value in him that other people may not see. So. Yeah, you have to look closely because <laughs> he's so busy being off the walls yeah. that, you know, you might miss that. So. <laughs> so that's good. And I know that you because you've done such a wide variety of characters, you said it's always kind of hard to pick a favorite, that it keeps changing. It does um, change. Depending on where you are in your life yeah. and what you're working on. and my mood. Who's your favorite right now? I know it's hard to pick a Oh, favorite. right now? Well, I mean, right now it's pretty easy because it's Usagi <laughs> um, because that's very – it's very new, and she she is hilarious, um, and that project is so much fun. Um, I think that um, while I play a lot of different roles, there's something about comedy that just, like, 
it's appealing to me. I have I have a lot of fun, and it's like well, it allows you to do a wide range of different things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like usually the crazier the better, like <laughs> for me. So mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. So be- speaking of Sailor Moon specifically, did you feel a lot of pressure when? How did the audition process come out for that, or did they just call you and be like, "We want you to do this"? I auditioned for it. I auditioned for every single girl, um, and I didn't think that I would get Usagi. Um, it just wasn't, I just, it just didn't occur to me that that was, hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I'm a belcher. Um, <laughs> I know it's loud. Um, but I, it didn't occur to me, it's very classy. <laughs> it didn't occur to me that I would get Usagi because in my career, normally I spend my time doing more supporting roles. And I don't, I don't think of myself as like a leading lady type and and if I do get a larger role it's more like it's like more of an ensemble and Sailor Moon actually becomes more of an ensemble in the beginning it's more you know focused on her so I got an audition for it and I was very confused (laughs) because I was like this looks like Sailor Moon I mean they didn't bother to hide it or you know do any code names and change the characters or something and and I had heard a rumor that it, the rights were not going to a California-based company or studio. So, mm-hmm. and and I was like, oh, what? Okay. And so, and so I um, I auditioned for all of the parts, and I I didn't I I after you, my philosophy is like I try not to think about it. I'd be like, oh, wouldn't that be cool? But then I just let it go. Um, yeah. And then I was in Hawaii, and then Jamie emailed me and said, "Can you come in for a callback?" And I'm like, I'm in Hawaii. <laughs> Which, funny enough. I just need to stop going in Hawaii in April because <laughs> the exact same thing happened when I was cast as Hinata for Naruto. Really? Yeah, I, I auditioned before <laughs> I left, and then I got a call saying, "Can you come in for a callback?" Maybe that's the exact. Maybe you're thinking of it the wrong way. Maybe you need maybe to that's keep what I going keep, to Hawaii. I, mean, I just need to move to Hawaii. Is what <laughs> I, need, I need to do. And I got and and that and that was earlier in my career. And I was like, I got off the phone and I was like, Oh God! I was like, Thank you. I'm not going to be a Naruto. And then I got back and they're like, Oh, we decided to go with you anyway. And so, so this one, Jamie didn't tell me. He just said, Can you come in for a callback? I didn't know what project it was. I mean. You know, I didn't know what part it was or anything. And then and then I was like, oh, I'm, not, I'm back. And he's like, mm, all right, well, don't worry about it. That's all he said. So I don't. <laughs> I had no idea, and I tried to let it go. And then before I came back, he sent me another email. He's like, all right, well, are you going to be available for eggs for this promotion? Are you going to be around, you know, most of the summer? And I was like, yeah, I think so. Um, and he's like, okay. Um, and then I get another email. Okay, well, we cast you in this sh- in this show. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay. But it was such a strict NDA that – I was terrified. Like I didn't even ask what character he didn't. He didn't tell me what character, and I was like too scared to ask what character. <laughs> so like I didn't know until the day before they booked me and they scheduled me, and they're like, okay, the, the the client's gonna be there, and you know, and they're gonna sh- want to shoot some like footage and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, and I, and I still didn't ask what role it was, and then it was like the day before I'm in there for Naruto or something like that. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm good to see you tomorrow. Like, uh huh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he's, he's, you know, he's kind of like, a, he's like busy and like flitting in and out and stuff like that. And and then it like, and then he's like, oh, and then he pops out and then like beat later pops out. Hey, did I did I tell him what part you were getting? <laughs> and I was like, no. And he goes, oh, it's it's a uh, it's moon. It's 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 late. And I was like, okay, cool. He's like, cool, huh? And I was like, 
Yes. I, I, I don't know. I didn't like, I was, I was like Absolutely afraid to get too excited. No I was, pressure like, whatsoever. Yeah. And then he, and then, and then he left. And then when I get there in that session, he goes, okay, so uh, we're going to play your audition. And, you know, you couldn't make the callback. So, but we decided, we think that, you know, you're the girl anyway, but we don't want it like the audition. And I got him like, great. Oh, great. That's, that's, that's really confidence instilling to tell me that, like, we don't want your audition, and you couldn't make the callback, we but we think you can do it. We think you're perfect, but just do it. But the just exact don't do opposite. what you did. Exactly. <laughs> and so it was, you know, tweaking, and it was like, all right, do this. Okay, oh, that's good. Okay, now let's try it a different way. And so we played around with the voice a lot. Um, but they were happy with it. God, I was relieved. Well, that but, that must be really cool, and um, you know, having having been a fan of anime, I know you don't watch as much anymore just because yeah. there's no time. Right. But having been an anime, it must be a huge like. It must be really exciting to have a part like that. It's really cool. It's really cool, and it's really fun. And I actually really like the the character and the part. And I didn't grow up watching it, so I don't. I mean, I I remember catching an episode here and there, but I wasn't like a huge mega fan of that show. So it's it's nice to kind of like discover it, you know, completely fresh. And, and then, you know, people have asked me like, did you try to emulate the voice from the, uh, the previous dub? And I didn't really. I mean, I listened to a little bit of it, but there were three different actresses who played that part. And, and to my ears, they sounded very, all three sounded really different. So, they were. They were very different. Yeah, Each so, of them had their own take on the character. Yeah. And so what can you do except bring your own take? Exactly. And I think in a way that that kind of alleviated some of the pressure because it was like, well, clearly I'm not going to be, you know, like they, they sound like three different, yeah. you know, I'm not going <laughs> to be able, you know, so, so I felt like that gave me permission to kind of do my own thing and knowing that like this was kind of going for in a route that was more more faithful to the original Japanese, that also kind of, you know... It, it takes a lot of the pressure off yeah. because it's like, okay, this is the way we're doing it right. now. It we're doing doesn't it have different. anything to do with yeah. the way we did it back then. Yeah. We're doing it our own way. And, it, and for those people who are, uh, like, fans of that, they can go and <laughs> watch that, you know, and this is a different thing. So. Exactly. Yeah. And it's for the 20th anniversary, re- I think it's the Blu-ray release, correct? Yeah, um, it's, it's it? and they're remastering it, and yeah, so. It's, so so they're they're really taking care with it, and you know that oh, this yeah. is a labor of love and everything. Oh, like and, that, I, so. and I, and I, I know, and for any of the people who have any doubt, the, the staff of Viz, they grew up with it too. Like they are fans of the show. Like you know, so they're really excited, and it's cool. So to be for all with. you naysayers out there, if, I know if there are any, I, I haven't yaysayers. I, I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about the casting choices. Oh, you have not Google searched hard enough. But, <laughs> well, I meant personally. I, I, I meant actually talking to people. Oh, okay. I, I stick to my corners of the internet okay. because the internet scares me. I'll be honest. It scares me too. <laughs> it scares me too. But um, just you know. Talking more, you mentioned Hinata a little bit earlier. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I, I haven't been watching the recent Naruto Shippuden, I'm afraid. I, it was, it's been, like I said, I haven't had time to watch, sit right. down and get caught up. But Hinata was a very interesting character to me from the get-go. I, I really liked her character and to see her progress from somebody who was very soft-spoken and very shy to somebody who really came into her own as the series progressed. Right. Uh, was that a lot of fun to play? Yeah, um, definitely. I, shy characters in general have a special place in my heart because 
I was painfully shy and insecure growing up. And so there's something that I relate to just innately. Um, I was picked on. I was bullied. I know. It sucks. Well, boo-hoo. I got over <laughs> it. <laughs> no, I know. But seriously, it was it was a painful time and it was really, really difficult. And um, so, so on one level, like portraying those characters, I can relate easily because I've it, like experienced that. And secondly, I feel it's important to me, especially for, like a character like Hinata. I mean, she's super, super. She has tons of inner strength, and she's really she's loyal, and she has a different kind of strength. And I think it's important to show that you don't have to be loud, and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be kind of like abrasive and loud and and physically strong necessarily to be strong, you know, and um. And I think that it's like it is like the quiet, strong ones who can be overlooked in in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I I really appreciate that from her character as well. Yeah, it's definitely. It's one of those things where you're where watching it unfold on screen, you're just you kind of just want to sit back and clap because you're like, that is awesome. Especially during the the tuning exams, you were like, whoa, <laughs> she exactly. did. She would not give up, you know. And that was like that was really hard to watch. It to, was to watch yeah. her really come to to find her inner strength and then kind of get shot down. That was, that was really tough to watch. And she kept getting back up. And she no kept matter getting, what. Yeah, it was, exactly. It was brutal. It was, it was like, brutal. No, stop. But in a way, I was really impressed, you know? Yeah, that's very true. Although, um, you do play a lot of shy characters. You... I do. I, I do. I think, I mean, I think it's probably two things. One, I can relate to them, so I have, like, that secret <laughs> that, you know, like, I have, like, a little leg up because I can, like, know their inner psychology because I lived that, you know? Um, but two, also it's like, there is like the, like Japanese shy, like mm-hmm. Hinata's voice, you know, is very, if, if like for, uh, for, um, a, an American actress who's not familiar with anime, if mm-hmm. they were given a description or if they heard her voice, I think their gut reaction would be like, what? Like, <laughs> why is she so high pitched and breathy and it's weird and it's, you know, like they, I think that they may not choose to go in that direction mm-hmm. with the character but because one i'm asian and I, and I and i like and i came from fandom and i watched a lot of anime i know that archetype so mm-hmm. it's like okay i get it you know so i don't have any weirdness about performing that type of voice and so there are like you know like mikuru is also the very kind of like breathy high pitched like stuttering type of Thing. And I think the key to that, too, is, like, you're not stuttering technically for the sake of, sake of stuttering. There has to be logic and emotion behind every reason of why that word is making you hiccup, you know? Yeah. There's there's a reason behind yeah. it. There's logic to it. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, just out of um, – just speaking as um, – you've again, you've been in so many different things. You've been in huge franchises like Bleach and yeah. you've been in Haruhi Suzumiya and Tiger and Bunny, all these really big things. Is there um, – for Tiger and Bunny specifically, that was the, the – that was the one a couple of years ago that I really enjoyed. I uh-huh. had a lot of fun with that one. Is it fun getting to play a superhero? Because you've gotten you've gotten to play uh, not only Sis uh, in that series, but you've also done some things uh, for anime adaptations of Marvel works too. Oh yeah, for um, uh, armor. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh uh, yeah, any superhero <laughs> stuff is 
fun because we all want to be superheroes in real life, I think. I think more fun, though, is to play villains and bad girls, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't get to do that much, but that's really fun. Who do you think um, is your favorite villain that you've played? That I've played? Hmm. I think maybe, like, um, I can't remember the name of the character, but um, I played a villain in the, the Dynasty Warrior games, and because she was, like, sexy and evil, <laughs> which I don't always get to do, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I uh, You played Blanche in Bioshock, too, as well. She was crazy. I, I did some... My, my little brother is a big Bioshock fan, and he, he played through all of the games. So he even DLC. played the multi multiplayer version. Because, like, you know, they're like, oh, you're Bioshock, what'd you... I was like, oh, I was in the multiplayer. Like, and they were like, oh, I didn't play that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but um, your part for that was so off the wall. Yeah, and, like, she was I didn't recognize you. Insane. Um, she was also she, French. She has this strong French accent, and she's just absolutely crazy. She's yeah. all over the place. She thinks she's on stage constantly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, and it was funny too because when when I when we went to record it, the producers and director was like, "Well, we haven't decided if she's actually French. Like, if that's <laughs> part of her craziness, that like she she's putting on the accent. Yeah, as like, like she's so crazy that she thinks she's a starlet that she even <laughs> thinks she's French and she's not French." <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's amazing. So. I would. Oh my gosh, I appreciate that character a million times more now that I Thank know you. that. That's amazing. Thank you. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a little bit. Uh, the only part that wasn't fun was when they said, "Okay, this this is the this is the when you're um, on fire loop," <laughs> and and uh, they're like, "I'm we're really sorry, but." You know, because it's multiplayer and whatever, like, you might be on fire, like, in the background, running around for a really long time, like, if, like, the player is not playing your character, but you happen to be on fire, so. So how um, long can you scream? It was, yeah, it was exactly that, and I would be like, you know, and there's levels, and it's like, and then I would just, everyone's, I'd glance through the window, and he'd just be going. Oh my like, goodness! It was like five minutes, I think. <laughs> I think it was a five-minute long screaming thing. Oh, it was gosh. so crazy. I wonder if there, um, if anyone was passed out in the booth before <laughs> because of all that. That sounds terrible, but pretty hilarious. I, I imagine that after you know having done this for a while, there are a lot of fun kind of booth stories. Um, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, screaming though usually is not one of the funner <laughs> stories. Um, not usually, but yeah, there have no. been there have been like crazy. I think the craziest story that I've I've told I haven't told recently is when um, it was very early in my career. Crispin Freeman was directing me on something, and um, and I was I, you know I was like I did some line, and then I see Crispin and the engineer going like, <laughs> like this, and then oh, like this, and then I was like, what the heck? I was like, oh my god, was I really that bad? And what had happened was that the owner of the studio had just, like, r- like rescued oh, no. a dog or something. And the dog had, like, wandered into the control room oh, and ca- no. crawled underneath the table oh, no. and just pooped. <laughs> pooped. It was like – and that was the reaction. And then after this, uh, they, like, ran out of the room. So I was, like, standing in the booth and I was like, what's going on? So I – I leave my booth room and I wa- and I knew because I smelled it before I even saw it, you know. And they were like, "The dog pooped in the room," and I was like, "Yeah, I can't gather as much." And then I said, "I go, I go. Well, is it a easy cleanupable poo?" You know. And they looked at me. They're like, 
nope. And it was underneath the table. Oh, no. And it was on top of a bunch of, like, cables oh, and wires. Oh, no. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, it was not. It was, it was bad. <laughs> and then we had to get back to work. And I was in, like, the booth that was, like, airtight and, and odor-proofed, and they were all in the control room with the lingering smell. I felt so bad well, for them. Well, at least you didn't have to worry about, like, getting having to get back into character with that sort of thing distracting oh, you. Yeah. But uh, that's hilarious, though. Um, so because you, you've played um, – there's – again, you've played such a wide range of things. You have things from like kind of just kind of slice of life high school yeah. um, were, uh, roles to kind of these larger-than-life fantasy epics yeah, that like Fate stuff. Day Night and things right. like that. Um, do you have a preference for one of – you said you like comedy. So do you have a preference for the slice of life stuff? I think as long as it's funny, it doesn't matter if it's like fantasy or whatever. I mean really – what I anything that I prefer, and it's not even that I prefer comedy or I prefer drama. I'd like when there's like stuff to do, when it's you know. So when when I when I get a workout, so and that's not always the case, you know. Like I mean, and I don't mean I don't mean it in disparaging the material at all. It's just like that's just life, you know. <laughs> it's not like every second of your life is like drama <laughs> or hilarious. It'd be so exhausting, you know. So. <laughs> So you want to do whatever to serve the piece. Yeah. And, but I do have more fun when there's, like, more to do. So, like, things like, you know, Akira in Lucky Star is really fun for me because she's, like, crazy hyper or she's, like, crazy dry. <laughs> or, like, Hare and Goo because I also, like, flip-flopping between two different voices. Um, so, I, I mean, I just – I gravitate towards that. I think I have a natural, like, timing of that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I mean, I like – I, I like a, a lot of different things. So. so the genre doesn't really matter as long as oh, uh, no. the part itself allows yeah. for a lot of fun yeah. and a lot of kind of ro- room to play. Exactly. And room to work around. I mean, personally, when I watch stuff, I love sci-fi and fantasy. Like, that's that's the – like, my favorite shows are, like, Buffy and Doctor Who and, you know, Game of Thrones. You're listing like, off some great things. Yeah. that's <laughs> That's the stuff that I like to watch. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you mentioned Walking Dead when we were on the Sword on Online. Panel. I'm so behind on Walking Dead. <laughs> it's so frustrating to me, Walking Dead. Like, I, it's like, it's like a soap opera, you know. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, but that's why that character wouldn't, like, wouldn't uh, the, uh, uh, but then I can't stop watching it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where we get our melodrama now, not from not from like daytime soap operas, but our our daytime soap operas are our prime time like really good television. But then you have like zombies or dragons yeah. and things like that. Yeah, or vamps and stuff. Like that. <laughs> it's weird because I feel like a lot of stuff now, especially because it's like based on other stuff, like it's like because it's based on a comic or it's based on novels or whatever. There, it's almost like we're we're moving towards like long miniseries in a way and it's actually more like the way Asian episodics are are kind of done you know yeah so I like telenovelas yeah exactly it's like moving away from that like moving more towards that kind of like format which I, I actually like because I feel like if you're just trying to fill like week weekly 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 you can kind of like write yourself into a hole or you can like you you kind of 
you, it's a hit or miss in terms of character development. Yeah. But when it, someone's already done that work for you, you know, in a form of a novel or a graphic novel or whatever. You're like, you're I just, got this. Yeah, you just – and you don't have to have read the graphic novel or whatever. You just – it's just done in a way that it's like – well, because someone's already thought through all that mm-hmm. process. Yeah, I think we're getting a lot better at being self-contained um, or, you know, kind of knowing when to wrap it up. Not not, not all the always. Case. Not but. all the case. There's, there's – Still show there's there's one in particular I'm thinking of I'm like that should have ended a couple seasons ago that's but, on the air right now um no it just ended um, oh. not too long ago How I Met Your Mother I was a big How I Met uh, Your Mother fan okay. and it went on it ended at season nine and yeah. they they the last couple seasons I love the show don't get me wrong but the last couple seasons they dragged it but out. that's it's that's kind of that's more sitcom territory yeah. so that's still kind of following the old model of. That's true. Yeah. But the way they did it, it was um, framed in a way where, like, the story, I, I think they planned to wrap it up a lot okay. sooner than they did. And then, they and then it was getting too popular. Renewed. Yeah. yeah um, but, yeah, that's that's a completely different show. That's a story for another yeah. day. But um, it is good if you ever, like, want to check it out on yeah. Netflix. It's okay. good. But, um, but yeah, anyway, back to you and uh, your your characters. Um, because you do kind of play a lot of shy characters, do you do you worry about getting kind of typecast in that? Or do you, or because you've done such a wide range, you're like, no, whatever, I can do anything, any challenge that's thrown at me, I'm, I've got it. It's weird. I think that most actors will always want to be doing what they're not, what, the, wait, wait, how am I phrasing <laughs> Most actors will want to be doing what they're not doing currently. So if you're getting cast as a lot of tomboys, you'd be like, I can do, like, girly girl <laughs> romantic leads if you're doing a lot of girly girl romantic leads. So like, I can, I can do it. Why you kiss me as a villain? You know, like, so <laughs> I think I've just tried to be grateful for whatever comes my way, you know? And I think it's, I think the reason why I have a perception, like my resume seems a perception of having a lot of variety is because um, I work at various studios and um, different studios think I'm good at different things. So, so like for a while, and it's not really the case now, but for a while it'd be like one studio would only cast me as shy characters constantly, constantly, constantly. But another studio would only cast me as tomboys constantly, constantly, constantly because that's they think that that's what I that that's what I really that, that's do. That's your niche. Yeah. yeah. And then the other studio thinks, no, 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 this <laughs> is her niche, you know. And so as a result, I ended up having kind of like the opportunity to like do a lot of different thing and then the and then there's one student particularly is like no no she does like psychotic flip whenever <laughs> there's like a character that needs to do two different voices or like flips back and forth like that's what you know we should use her as that's so. what she's good at so yeah. that's that's very interesting that you get I don't want to say that different studios ca- typecast it's you as a little bit, things, a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit like that. It's so. kind of like when you have different groups of friends, and you kind of have to put on one face for one group of friends. And yeah, you put on a different and they face. like your that group of friends thinks that you know <laughs> you're the nerdy girl, and then the other group of friends like thinks you're the bossy girl or whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. And you end up filling that role. <laughs> and um, but that's that's still really good that it gave you the opportunity to do different things. Yeah. Um, even if it was limiting at that one particular studio, you still had opportunity to go right. and do different things. And speaking of doing different things, one of the things that really stood out to me on your resume was doing motion capture work for um, one yeah. of the uh, video games that you worked on. I've worked on, I think, three games now. Where it was motion capture? Yeah, three games for... So is that where you guys go? And I've heard of them doing motion capture for, like, The Last of Us, where they actually act out everything. Was this just sort of character model, or were you guys acting out the scene like they did for that? So I did I did it for um, Ninja Gaiden 3 and for Bayonetta, 
and for uh, Battlefield. Um, so it's different. There's The technology is so kind of like new and constantly changing that each experience was kind of different. For Bayonetta was my very first experience. And it was because they had a character of a child and they needed to mocap the child. And I had gone in and I had done the voice of Kyrie for Devil May Cry 4. And so they saw me and they said, she's really small. <laughs> so maybe she can um, do mocap for a child. We don't know, but let's call her in for audition. And they called in other actors as well. Um, and I used to I used to dance. And so I I know how to move, I guess, you know? <laughs> And so I, I auditioned and, and they said, okay, you know, and they, and they cast me. And so that, that was an awesome dream job because I got to flown to Japan. Um, That's cool. But yeah, so like for the cutscenes and, and, and stuff and even for the non-cutscenes, you learn your script and, uh, you work with the other actors and it's like doing a play. So you rehearse, rehearse, and then, then you shoot and you shoot it and then you shoot the cutscenes and whatnot. And then you also shoot things like running, walking, hiding, like things that will be used in game that for data that they can manipulate and do whatnot. And so that was Bayonetta, and I and then I had to audition for the voice of that character, and I and I didn't get it. Um, so, so even though that's you acting out all, the it's scenes, not my voice. So that like wow. people get really confused in terms of Bayonetta. They actually used a minor for that, and they and who was British, and so. And I think that's the right <laughs> choice because I'm not those things and it's more authentic. And then for um, Ninja Gaiden, I did the voice and the mocap. But I and I, same thing. I auditioned, but that time I got it. And so I did the voice for that character. And then for uh, Battlefield, it's a completely different thing. It's more performance capture, which means my voice – like I was wearing headsets and things at the time. And so I was – Everything was being captured at the same time. So I didn't have to go to a recording studio and re-record anything. The audio was already captured in my performance as I was doing it. That's so. really cool. So yeah. it, every time like that, the technology is changing and shifting. I, and I think there's different options. They can A studio can be equipped to do one thing, you know, and there's performance capture where you don't need any sort of sticky balls on you. And then there are other times that they have, like, sticky balls and multi-cameras <laughs> and, you know, things like that. So well, Still, that sounds really fascinating. And hopefully we'll get to see more of things like that as the technology progresses yeah. a little bit more. Um, since we're, we're wrapping up a little yeah. bit, we're running short on time, um, do you have any upcoming projects that you want to tell tell the people about who might not know. You mentioned one on the Sword Art I Online did. Um, I mentioned, like, most of the... I do a lot of um, writing, adapting, and, and kind of, like, uh, producing for um, a client called G-Kids, and um, several of the films that they've released have been really beautiful. Um, if you haven't seen Ernest and Celestine, I would go and buy the oh. Blu-ray um, oh. DVD combo. I don't know if you've heard it or seen it. I've heard of it. I haven't gotten the chance to see yeah. it, but the the premise and some of the artwork, it just it's looks beautiful. so and, wonderful. And the dub is great. Um, so I wrote the, I adapted the script for that, um, and I also helped cast and produce that. Um, and uh, it was nominated for an Academy Award, and I got to go to the Oscars because of it. Wow. We lost to Frozen. It's okay. I love Frozen. Um, I'm learning to let it go. Um, and um, and then the other film that we worked on was called Wrinkles, which is so important, and that just came out. I mean, just came out digitally that you can uh, you you can download or stream. Um, and it's called Wrinkles, and it's uh, and then it's about Alzheimer's, but it's great. Don't let the the horrifically depressing subject matter turn you away. It's it's a great great film. 
and, and you mentioned that there was one outlet where if you if you managed to find yeah, it, I it actually I, I wish yeah. I I'll, I'll probably I mean I tweeted about it a while ago and saying like oh if you click on this link you can you know I think it's like 20% uh goes to Alzheimer's research which I think is fantastic. Yeah. It's um, a really really worthy cause. So if it's going to yeah. yeah, if if you're going to if you 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 hear me, Internet. You go and yes. you find it. You find that link for it. Us. You guys can search it. You guys search much less life-changing, important <laughs> stuff all the time. So come on. Calling you out, Internet. Um, and, then, and then post in the comments so that other people <laughs> could just click it and don't have to do your, you know, do the work for them, basically, what I'm saying. And last but not, lot, not least, um, A Letter to Momo is coming out. Um, and I do uh, actually do a voice in that, so... That's great. Can you tell us a little bit about your character? Is it too early on? Oh no, I play a I play a mom. It's it's an it's a production IG film, and um, it's it like it's beautiful. It's about it's basically about a girl who is dealing the death dealing with the death of her father, and her mom moves her to her mom's kind of like hometown island, mm-hmm. um, and you know they're she's used to being from Tokyo, and and then these three spirits guard like kind of guardian spirits come down to kind of keep an eye on them and but they take the form of these like goblins and they're constantly <laughs> hungry and they get in trouble and you know it's it's very it's 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 fun it's cute it's hilarious so it sounds adorable yeah, it sounds right up my alley i'm gonna have to check you would that like it you'd like it it's really funny all right. Well, that's just about all the time we have here. Um, where can people find find you if they want to find out more? I think the best place is Twitter. It's just at Stephanie Shea. I do have a Facebook page, you know, and so you can look on there as well. All right. Guys, go and like her Facebook page. Follow her on Twitter. My name is Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at The Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Thank you guys so much for watching, and thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> darn it. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.